the final months of 2021 have definitely not been the easiest I have lived and the amount I have posted has reflected that. I love to post often and this episode was recorded at the very beginning of November and unfortunately couldn't go live until now. But in this episode, I talk all about warning signs when you have been in a negative space. I call it a rut, the feeling like you don't want to do anything, you don't want to get out of bed, all the things on your to-do list just seem horrible. So I discuss all about that in this episode and how to get out of it, how to bring different things into your life that are joyful. And I want to preface, this is not directly applicable to grief. You need to let yourself feel and just experience it and go through the waves. I haven't posted in November. If you saw on my Instagram, I have lost somebody very that I was very close with growing up as um, a kid into my teenage years. And so I'm currently in a very intense grief period. I will make an episode about that coming soon, but I just wanted to preface, you need to let yourself feel your feelings. Same thing if you're in a rut and you're not ready to get out of it. You'll know listening to this episode if this resonates with you and you're ready to bring things into your life that can hopefully help you. Or, you know, you might just feel like, you know what? I just need to be sad. I just need to stay in my bed and that's okay. Do what's best for you. I hope this episode teaches you something though. And I will be doing a social media cleanse I encourage you to do it too, but I'm just saying this because I won't be posting on Instagram as much or engaging on Instagram as much um, over the winter holidays, so I encourage you to sign up in the link in my bio to get notified by email when I post a new episode. I'm also going to start doing monthly newsletters that tell you a bit more what's going on in my life and what episodes are coming out and what episodes have already come out, and so please sign up for that, and that way we can stay in touch without the horrible negativity of social media. Thank you for listening. Enjoy this episode. Please go easy on yourselves. And again, if you are going through grief, don't push to move out of it. Sit in it, live in it. It sucks. And I will make an episode about it soon because I think it'll be healing and helpful for me. I love you all for listening. Welcome back to Human to Human. I'm Jessica McDonald. I am your host. And today we're going to be talking about when you're in a rut, when you're not feeling like yourself, when you don't feel like doing anything. And in my personal opinion, winter is the absolute hardest time and the hardest months. November I mean, okay, let's start from the beginning. October, it's getting cold. Yes, okay, yay, we have Halloween to look forward to, but November, the worst month out of the 12. You're hungover from Halloween. The holidays are still so far away. It's starting to get fucking dark at 4 p.m. if you live in Canada. It starts to snow, or it hasn't even snowed yet, so it's not even pretty. It's just freezing. And then December comes. The holidays are still so far away. We're just aching to be done, all the bullshit. And it's... It's just such a difficult time. It's dark, it's cold, and I, how can I, how do you think I can possibly try and get out of my bed? It's just asking to get in a slump. Like, yes, we wanted a break from the craziness of summer, but now that the break's here, I don't feel like doing anything at all, ever. And I have totally been in a slump. And so now I'm going to kind of talk to you about how I am trying to get out of a slump. And I want to reassure you that it's totally okay if you are in a slump. Slump, rut, 
those words I kind of mean for just being in kind of a negative phase where you just don't want to get out of bed um, and you're just not feeling good. And in Canada, it's getting cold and it's a tough transition. So here are some different kind of warning signs or like things, symptoms, if you will. Also, I want to preface, if you deal with depression, this is something um, much less serious than depression. Still very serious, but depression, um, if you are, you know, have if you're clinically depressed, then you definitely, um, I think, in my opinion, should be seeking therapy often or, you know, finding ways to cope with your experience. I am maybe talking about like quote-unquote seasonal depression, but I'm also just talking about like the seasons changing and transforming between phases of our lives. So different things that I think you feel when you're in a rut, when you're in a slump, when you're just like not feeling like yourself is very isolated, antisocial, you don't want to leave your house, you don't look forward to the plans you're making even though like you think you'd want to make the plans, but you just like don't feel up to the plans you make quote-unquote lazy this is like i need to read the book laziness doesn't exist because that's just like a stupid word society put on us to make us feel bad um also feeling like you're tired and you can't relax this is such a symptom i experience or just like questioning your circumstances in my case i kept thinking should i move out of my house when i just moved into my basement like two months ago which i will talk about is connected to the slump. Um, you're not wanting to go outside. You dread leaving your house again. You're overthinking. These are all a bit of signs. And for me, the two biggest red flags actually in the week that was really, or crying a lot too. Actually, I was feeling, I was crying a lot recently um, more because of stress. And if you're overworking yourself, that's a bit of a sign as well. If you're holding your value to productivity, that's an overarching belief that you need to work through. But definitely if it's becoming really bad and you're doing it a ton, that's also an indicator you're maybe not feeling your best. So red flags for me were I started re-watching a show and a lot of people might be like, what the fuck? Like I do that all the time. My boyfriend and I have a bit of this theory that when you re-watch a show, you're seeking comfort. Okay, this can be directly applied to TikTok. TikTok is literally full of trends that you just repeat. The popular sounds, the popular dances, the popular like challenges. Everybody knows what they are once they start, you know, getting more popular. And then your entire feed is the same like 10 to 20, maybe more challenges, themes, trends, sounds, whatever over and over and over again. As humans, we feel comfortable when something feels familiar. And re-watching a show is the feeling that you know what's going to happen, but you still want to listen to it, and then you're still going to feel familiar about it. It's still going to feel comforting to you. Not wanting to go watch something new because you're not sure if it's going to make you feel good might be a bit of an indicator. And I to be honest, now that I'm like an adult, I never rewatch shows when I was a kid like I would all the time, especially if I was sick. I would watch like Glee. Like also this doesn't apply if you have a cold. I mean, actually it could apply if you have a cold because if you have a cold, you definitely need to let yourself rest and heal, but it can put you in a worse slump if you get sick. But so rewatching a show for me, Pretty Smart is what I was rewatching. It's on Netflix. It's like so silly and lighthearted and like I could just tell I just wasn't looking for any depth or substance. I just wanted 
just mindless shit, which I don't find relaxing and recharging all the time. Sometimes it definitely is. And it was when I watched it for the first time. But the second time I was just like half there mentally. And it doesn't actually fully relax me and make me feel like recharged. Anyway, the second red flag was I was smoking a lot of weed. And this is something, again, very, very subjective to the person very customizable and everybody some people don't smoke weed at all some people smoke all the time some people smoke four times a day some people smoke once a month and I know I think it's my message here is like be aware of your typical habits and if there's something kind of being out of it because for me I do smoke weed to relax but I only do it like I do it socially but then if I'll do it by myself I'll do it like one or two times a week give or take sometimes I go an entire week without doing it sometimes I do it four times but again see if I'm doing it four times or I was doing it every single day at the end of my work day wanting to relax that was a red flag for me that what are you trying to avoid why are you feeling in a slump and sometimes you need to just like let yourself feel it sometimes like if you're in it and you're listening to this and all this is resonating you're not going to want to get out of it until you want to get out of it you know what I mean like you're not going to want to change until you want to change. I talked about this like about my yeast infection journey. Like I didn't want to change my nutrition until I was so fed up with having an itchy vagina all the time that I need to change my nutrition. You know what I mean? Like that's what happens. Well, we're seven minutes in and now we're getting silly. So it takes me a little bit to get silly. But you know what I mean? Like you have to like wait for yourself to be the one who wants to like be like, okay, I'm fucking over this now. So something that I noticed too is like, okay, I'm going to go into like all the different things that helped me. And just to like list off a few, calling a friend, actually just laying in bed, letting myself lay there if I want to lay there. Therapy, game changer, therapy, 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 therapy. Um, comfort meals, comfort clothes, putting on jeans though sometimes. Putting on jeans actually will make you feel like you're like, oh my god, okay, now I get to come home and take my jeans off. Like, it feels better when you get to take them off because then it felt like you did something and now you're, you're relaxed. And trying to have more fun, booking classes, um, reading a good book, and having a bath. Okay, little little quick overview for you. But now we're gonna dive right in. So in a slump, again, you don't want to change until you're ready to change. And for me, I noticed I was in it for a couple weeks and then eventually... I was like, I'm so done with this. And I texted my best friend right away. And I was like, oh my God, I've been in a slump. I've been in a rut. And that's when you start to open up the conversation. And that's when you start to change things about it. And like her and I, we were hanging out yesterday and she was like, I'm never going to be upset with you if you're in a rut and you're not making plans with me to hang out. Like, I know you'll talk to me when you're ready to talk to me. And we have like that mutual understanding. So I think if you have friends that make you feel guilty and I have some, um, that are really eye-opening when you start to really change your values and notice who's in your life, who you decide to continue having in your life. Um, I have some people who who have guilted me about it or not guilted me, but they've just like taken it in their own personal negative way being like, well, I've seen you do stuff on social media or I felt like this was personal that you didn't want to hang out with me. And I was like, I was in a rut, girly. Like, I also have like a very, you know, this is common, having a very small circle of people. This is like such like, I'm experiencing so many things that make me feel like I'm really becoming an adult. You know how adults like typically, like stereotypically have less friends? That's how I feel. Like I have more of a small circle now where I have like two or three really good friends that I always see and confide in. So if it's someone I haven't seen in a while, like if I'm in a rut, I'm not going out of my way to like have a long catch up with someone when I'm like feeling just so exhausted something another big indicator for me about 
feeling I was in a rut was I was feeling so heavy. My body was just like so so heavy and it's so interesting to notice that now I'm a very like starting to become aware of like how your body feels is huge for noticing like where you're at mentally so yeah like your true friends will really understand be there to support you and want to talk about with about it with you when you're ready to talk about it and I think having those people in your life is important and being honest when you're in a rut or starting to get out of it is very important as well when you start to notice it and you do feel ready to change sometimes you gotta live with it for a bit but if you do feel ready to change here's my advice of what helped me move when inspiration strikes when you feel oh i think i should do this one thing do it do it do it do it do it and here's an example i started to open up to my boyfriend about how i really just a part of okay a part of me going through this is I'm actually starting to feel less highs and less lows and less extremes and I'm starting to actually like listen to my body and like regulate my nervous system so a part of my experience of going into a rut was actually like some of it was positive because I was starting to like really get in touch with my body and listen to what I need and like really change my habits everything I've been in therapy for was starting to come to fruition however I don't know how that was relevant, but I just felt like I wanted to say it. However, I was talking to my boyfriend and I was like, oh, I remember. I was like, I'm feeling so like medium. Like I don't feel terrible, but I don't feel excited. I don't feel content, I would say, but I don't feel awful, but I don't feel passionate or I don't feel inspired. So we had this whole long talk on FaceTime. Actually, all of this, I wasn't able to like just blatantly say that. Listen to what you're saying and what underlies it. So what I was actually saying to him was, I want to move out. That's where it all came from. I was like, I want to move out. This basement is so dark. I'm living in a basement now. This like sucks. I just like don't know how I feel about it. I just want to like move out. And I'm not going to move out till like September. And it is literally November, like a year from now. And so it took us a long time and it's really good when you have people who support you and you can talk this through with and everybody in your life who are true people in your life want to help you through this. So reach out for support. Truly, it's a game changer. As humans, we need connection. So anyway, we go through this whole conversation about me wanting to move the fuck out, which I was like, why? (laughs) Like, Jessica, shut up. But Jessica was trying to tell herself something and... Eventually, he was like, I think you need to work out. You haven't been working out. I've been doing a lot of yoga, which is really great for me. But he's like, I think you need that release. And I was like, I think you're right. And inspiration struck. And we talked about how much I love my workout classes. And he was like, you should get a gym membership. And I was like, I never allowed myself to even have the thought to have a gym membership because I just like don't think I'd use it or I wasn't ready for it. And I like work out at home, but it wasn't really doing it for me. I started working out downtown with my boss, but it was like downtown. I don't want to go all the way downtown for a workout. It wasn't sustainable. And we talked through it. And then I thought about how much it costs per month. And then if I divide up that by like per week, how much I'm paying per week. And then if I'm going to like two classes a week, how much that would actually cost me. And I was like, oh my God, this would only cost me technically $8 a class if I went to two classes a week. And I feel like two classes a week is very doable for me. And so I'm starting to think about all of this stuff. And he's like, he's like, do it, do it. You have to do it right now. And I was like, right now. And I don't know. And it was like 8 p.m. at night. 
And he was like, you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and you're not going to want to do it. You need to do it now. And I was like, oh my God, I have to do it now. You're so right. Okay, let's do it. I got my credit card out. (laughs) And I booked it. And then I booked a Zumba class for literally the next day. And that was last week. And I just went to my second Zumba class today. And I did like a yoga class last week. And I did um, like a Pilates class this week. And paying for it yourself keeps you so much more accountable. It's like a game changer. And when you, the thing that I really like too about booking workout classes is you book it when you feel inspired. So act as soon as you feel inspired, book it. And then by the time the time comes around, you're like, oh, well, it's already in my calendar. If it's a drop-in workout class, I won't drop in. <laughs> I just won't drop in because I'm like, I have to decide in the moment. And even last night I was like, mom, I have so many things on my to-do list. Like, I don't know if I should go to Zuma tomorrow. No, a part of this rut was making myself feel like I have so many things on my to-do list that I have to prioritize that, but I know I will always get everything done. This is one of my favorite therapy quotes it'll get done. It always gets done. And I think I just thought of the quote that I want to put up in my room because this is another piece of advice I have is either reorganizing your space or decorating your space. The back of where I'm filming right now will not always look the same, hopefully, I think, because I moved into the basement and I'm in a basement. I need to redecorate because it screams boy because my brother lived down here. And basements are really dark. My room is dark blue and my windows are tiny. I'm using a fake light to like record the video of this. It is so important to make your space something you love and I've been wanting to like put a quote up somewhere and I just didn't know what quote it was so I think I'm gonna use that one but that's another thing. Design your space. Design it so you love it. You can do it in inexpensive ways. DIY that bitch. And I just got so many plants and they make me so happy. Like they're bringing me so much joy. Hopefully they don't die because there's not a fuck ton of sunlight here. But fingers fucking crossed. Hope for me that they don't die. Um, It's just such a game changer. Do it. You deserve it. And a part of being in a basement and a part of fall and November and everything is, like I said, I'm not outside all the time in the sun, busy, busy, busy like I was in the summer. So what am I lacking? What am I lacking? What am I lacking? Can you say it with me? Sunlight. And what does sunlight make you have that you're lacking now? Can I hear? Can I hear? Can I hear? Vitamin D. Vitamin D. I am not. I literally do not have enough vitamin D. My therapist said this to me the other day and I was like, you're true. You're right, girly. So I'm going to talk to my nutritionist next week about it because I have my second follow-up of no yeast infections. Woo, 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 woo. If you want to hear more about my journey, go listen to an episode that I released recently. Anyway, we literally lack vitamin D so much. Um, when it comes to the colder months in Canada. I'm from Toronto, so it's like just like luckily it's still like sunny right now and stuff and it, like that's the thing I love about Toronto versus Vancouver. Vancouver just fucking rains all the time. Everybody's like Vancouver rains all the time and I was like, "Does it really though?" Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I went to Vancouver for a solo trip in September. I was like, this bitch really does rain all the time. There's no sun. So luckily in Toronto, we get the sun, embrace the sun, force yourself to go outside, force yourself to go on walks. Because if you think about it, if you think about making yourself a little bit uncomfortable and exerting yourself for a little bit of time, it makes you feel so much better when you come home, take your fucking jeans off, take your sweater off and put your sweatpants on and curl up in bed. And that feels so much better than just staying in bed because... 
then you weren't like you actually went and did something and then you can feel good about it and the sunlight makes your body feel so much better the movement getting your heart pumping getting your heart flowing feels amazing when i did zumba i got to dance and i felt like a bad fucking bitch i was like i feel like i'm performing on stage right now and i don't feel that anymore and so that's just such a game changer and something i noticed with workout classes too is everybody always wants to go to the back they want to hide don't who cares if you're not good at it go to the front or go to somewhere near the front because the connection I felt with the teacher and the teacher brings all the energy to the class, to the dance, to the workout that you get so much out of it and you're paying for this shit. You want to get the most out of it that you can. Don't go hide in the corner. Be you. Be authentically you. Say, this is me and if I fuck up whatever and I'm going to shake my ass. Feels so good. Sorry, there's fucking snot in my mouth. Not my mouth that's gross it might not you don't need to know it's fine we're fine something else that's so important when the inspiration strikes to hang out with a friend text them right away act on the inspiration if you this relates to mel robbins five four three two one rule it's like when you wake up in the morning five four three two one get out of bed I don't really like using that one as much. So if you feel like hanging out with a friend, you likely won't feel like leaving your house later that day, but text them. Text them and be like, hey, can we hang out? And like most of the time, it makes you feel better when you get out of the house and you get to talk to a friend. Like my workout classes. My boyfriend literally said this to me. He was like, you're not gonna feel worse after a workout there's no way you're gonna feel worse after a workout like in some ways it always just like makes you feel better unless you like really hurt yourself physically like be careful don't do that um but just act when that act when that inspiration comes and this is the biggest thing that helps me get out of a slump i've been reading um burnout book okay reading books sorry that's another thing that helps me a lot get out of a slump but the biggest thing that helps me is working on your something larger in the book about burnout they call it your something larger and what that means is it's something that makes you feel passionate and it feels bigger than yourself and like there's a bigger purpose to it and so much fulfillment can come out of that and can you guess what my something larger is <laughs> it is what you are listening to it is this and it just makes me so fulfilled and when i was in this rut guys 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 i didn't post for basically most of i think all of october until the very end and most of september i didn't post and most of november and december it's been a hard season can we guess why jessica did not post i want you to say it out loud what was it what was it yeah it was i was in a rut i was in a fucking rut okay i literally couldn't get myself to i was like prioritizing work prioritizing school being like i don't have time i don't have time i don't have time well guess what you make the motherfucking time because it makes you feel so much better every time i do the podcast i feel so fulfilled after and i was talking to my boyfriend about this too and he was like i was like these are such big decisions i'm so scared i want to get a sponsorship and i want to get an editor and he was like and i was like i don't know i feel like i'm gonna make the wrong decision first of all just make the wrong decision because i'm gonna learn from it and i'm gonna learn from my mistakes always and he was like this is something you care about there's always going to be like there's going to be stress or there's going to be difficult decisions and that's just inevitable when it's something you care about but the fulfillment I get from it is so worth it and like it pulls me out of my slump overall engage with your something larger figure out what it is it can be a hobby that you're just passionate about that is just fun for you to do and that's what comes with like external fulfillment and this kind of takes me to like just different things you can do to actually like recharge and like relax oops sorry didn't mean to have a notification go off um 
there's there's so many different things you can do to recharge and relax and like sometimes this obviously isn't relaxing to me but it actually like again this is a quote from the burnout book when you complete your stress cycle like let's say I'm really overwhelmed about a deadline or I'm stressing out about something that happened at work completing your stress cycle is when you do something that tells your body I'm safe now that's exercising or moving your body or increasing your heart rate for 20 minutes it's even telling a story what the fuck do you think I sit here and do for 30 minutes? I'm telling a story. I'm telling you guys stories about my life. And so that's something that actually helps me complete my stress cycle. So I was like, oh my God, this does recharge me. Even though after episodes, sometimes I'm like, Ugh. but it's so, so, so helpful. And so that's why I want to also like kind of my last point here is I want to talk about things you can do to rest and recharge yourself that aren't Netflix. Because when I was in my slump of watching Netflix every day, smoking weed every day, re-watching the same shows, I didn't feel good. I didn't feel relaxed. I actually still felt pretty anxious inside, but I didn't feel like going anywhere or doing anything. So fuck Netflix for a second and fuck YouTube. Like, I definitely still have my moments where I watch and I enjoy it. Like, enjoy it, indulge, live it, like, love it. But there are things that I think are so much better for your mental health that it can help you so much better. I just thought of, an, like, one thing on this line, on the topic of this is turning off your phone notifications. I turned mine off because I realized I've become really in touch with my body where in the morning I don't go on my phone for the first like 20-30 minutes or I try to most of the time and once I pick my phone up, (gasps) my entire chest feels tight, my body feels heavy, I feel uncomfortable and it's because there's so many notifications there that I feel like I have to follow up on immediately and I already feel like I'm behind. So I've turned off my text message notifications on my lock screen. Who knew you can do that? I knew you could technically do it, but I didn't know I could spiritually, emotionally, and physically do it because we feel like we need to attend to people all the time. And if there's an emergency, someone will get a hold of me. But changing that is such a big thing. Recharging, disconnecting from technology, putting your phone away, getting away from your computer, getting out in nature, going and embracing the cold and like like embracing the sun because the sun feels so good. Um, other things, repotting plants. Oh my God, I repotted my plants. I wish you could see them. They're so beautiful going out and buying new plants or like taking a clipping and like putting it in water and then letting the roots grow and then potting that like you can see the whole the whole process of it watering and cleaning your plants can you tell I got into plants during covid (laughs) I can it's just so good for you to disconnect I answered a call from someone yesterday and then I was like I immediately regret this because I was repotting my plants and it just like took me out of the experience and it literally put me in a bad mood and I was in such a good mood just like indulged in repotting all the new plants that I just got so put your fucking phone away bitch and other things that are really relaxing I love reading I love just like diving into a book but you know these things that are good for you it's hard to decide to do them because I forget that I love reading and you're like oh reading I don't want to read but like girly it actually feels good once you do it like once you get into it if it's a book you like and then I was talking to my friend about this literally this morning if you're reading something though that triggers you stop reading it if you're reading something that's making you feel bad stop reading it it's not worth it there's so many books in the world don't ever read a book that makes you feel bad okay okay glad we had that talk 
other things that are fun. Oh my god, coloring. I haven't colored in so long. Listening to good music, dancing around your room, knitting, journaling. Journaling helps me really just like get so much out of my head and onto the paper. It helps me come up with new ideas. Um, and all of these things I find are really restorative and they help me relax and they're not watching TV and they're ways that I actually really, really connect with myself. And I think that's really, really important because so much of what we're told is relaxing isn't. Scrolling through Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, watching Netflix, watching YouTube, none of that actually connects you with yourself. It actually takes you further away from yourself. And doing these other things that disconnect you from technology, then reconnect you with nature or creativity, connect you with yourself. So disconnect from that fucking bullshit. Listen to what you need. Open up to friends when you feel you're ready because they are there to be supportive for you and give you a hug. I miss the physical touch so much. I want to make an episode about love languages. I don't know if that would be just like a useless, I think that'd be kind of fun. I think it'd be kind of like a funny episode, but I am such a physical touch person and like I put on such a hard, hard shell when my boyfriend is gone because um, we do long distance. It's not that long of distance, but it's still like longish. Um, so I don't see him as often as I would like to, and I miss him so much, and I miss the way I feel around him, and I miss like the comfort, like just his body near me makes me feel. And I put this like hard shell on where I don't want to say I miss you, and I don't want to be sad about it. And that's hard, and that's tiring, and that's a feeling I had when I was in Vancouver, and I was very isolated and alone. Oh my god, something I never talked about in this episode was feeling lonely. Okay, I'll circle back to that. Um, But feeling lonely can make you feel in a huge rut. I think that's a huge underlying or overarching just part of feeling in a rut is you feel lonely and you need that connection, and trying to make yourself seem okay doesn't help anybody, doesn't help you makes you more disconnected from the people around you and yeah I try and like hide how much I miss him from myself not even from him but from myself because I don't want to feel sad and ache for his for his presence um physically because it just calms my body but when I admit to myself that it allows me to actually connect deeper with him from a further distance so I really urge you to open up to the people around you and be honest and it can be literally as simple as dude I feel like I'm in a rut and actually I think the biggest change in my life comes from when I am open about it I allow someone to help me out and then I'm able to figure out your when you're in a rut your body is telling you something I wish I had all this knowledge at the or not knowledge but like inspirational things to say at the beginning but your body is telling you something it's giving you a nudge that something needs to change and listen don't feel bad about it don't get mad at yourself for not wanting to get out of bed because your body's telling you you need something and I think the best thing we can do is listen and help other people help us figure out what it is that we need biggest thing that changes I wish I could I just want to like keep talking but I don't think I have anything else to say but trust yourself trust the people around you and um allow yourself to to move out of it when you're ready to move out of it because I think when you're at a low point a low point it feels so good to go up when you allow it thank you for being here
Connor. I get so much joy out of these episodes. See, this helps me get out of my rut. I can't wait to keep making episodes. I think I will be posting every other week. And make sure you follow me at Human to Human Pod and at Jessica J. McDonald. If you're someone who is interested in therapy that to help you out of this, therapy really just shows me that nothing's wrong with me and it helps me figure out new coping strategies and tactics to do good things for myself and manage my stress at Bloom Narratives on Instagram. They do virtual counseling no matter where you are in Canada and reach out. Again, that's another great way to look for support. Thank you for being here. Human to Human Pod, Jessica J. McDonald on Instagram. I will catch you guys soon and take care of yourselves. Love you guys. Oh my god, that was so fun. I got so like deep and emotional. I did not expect that. Like there was so much like knowledge that came out of that. <laughs>